Hello, I'm Greg from MKFM, joined by Toby Locke from the MK Citizen. Hi, everybody. We present a show every Saturday on MKFM called Dons on Saturday, uh, where we hear from Paul Tisdale and a player, and it's all match build up, that kind of thing. And it goes out on a Saturday before kickoff, one till three. However, we record it in advance so that we can get to the stadium in time, and that's what we're doing now. And so we podcast this for you to listen to whenever you like over the weekend. Ideally, though, you do listen to it before a game because, you know, we're, we're building up at the moment to Lincoln. And if you already know the score and the result, all of our chatter, as, as, as witty and hilarious as it is, probably will be irrelevant. Yeah, as we've said, discuss, previously discussed, Friday on, in your Friday night bath is when we want you to listen to this. That's when you want people to Ideally. listen. Um, but this is the podcast. So this is us. We'll recording this this isn't going out on air what we're saying mm. now um and you have already noted toby that improvements at mkfm towers you've got some new headphones huge huge news these ones actually feel like you know they're gripping my ears rather than just sliding down and also the the wire is very straight rather than curly so i can't ping it up and down during links now there's definitely a benefit to a curly headphone wire okay because why else would you have them they're I don't know, I thought you were going to get all technical radio on me and, and explain to me the the merits of curly wires rather than no, straight wires. I think they tangle less, but I'm not sure. I have tripped over these straight ones much more. They are really ones. long, aren't they? Maybe they are really long. Trip over. Um, I almost bought myself some headphones, you know. So these are, like, audio fans mm. will like to know that these are DT150s. Oh, huge, huge. And I almost bought some DT770s. Oh. You can hear you can hear all the radio guys already hitting the forums going, what's Greg thinking buying the 770s? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. But apparently the increase, so it's a lot of money, hundreds of pounds, and the increase in quality... Someone's doing well. It's basically, you only need that quality for, if you're producing music and need to hear, you know, every note, every bit of the sound. Mm. And when I'm just listening to me give some witty banter between records and it is it is hilarious and witty sometimes sometimes you do need to listen extra close for those for those nuances though it's probably not worth it no the in the general consensus was for that money hundreds more pounds it's not worth it it's so so basically you're keeping your money firmly in your pocket and you're just going to use the station's money to buy yourself (laughs) some new kit but do you ever think like when you put these headphones on in the mkfm studio all the other presenters sweat that's been those ones are used by Leah of well, the MK Breakfast Well, I am morning. thinking that now. Yeah, that's... Am I going to have to bring in like antiseptic wipes next week? Not, not specifically because Leah's been using them. See, that's kind of why I want to get my own, so that I could just have my own and plug them in. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good rather point. Rather than share sweats with whoever was using these before me. Or previously, you know, maybe people don't want your sweat all over them. Mm. Maybe that's what people are thinking. Maybe that's a subconscious thing on your part as well. Uh, You're thinking, I don't want other people using my sweaty headphones... I leave them drenched when I'm done, by the way. That's, that's because that's because Drive is no, such a know, hot show. Do you know there are some sweaters? There are some sweaters at MKFM. I'm not one of them. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, I have walked in and the earphones are... That's the worst thing when you come into the studio, put the earphones on and they're wet. Oh, that's disgusting, <laughs> isn't it? absolutely horrible. That is pretty grim. Yeah, but mine are all right. Oh, okay. Anyway, glad you're enjoying your new headphones. Thanks, mate. Hopefully you're listening in new headphones as well. And you can uh, enjoy the experience of who is on the show today. Uh, Paul Tisdale, the yes. manager of MK Dons, and also and Lee Nichols. Ooh, Lee Nichols. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So what you're going to hear is a little jingle, and then everything you hear after that will be taken from the show itself, and then we'll be back at the end for a little roundup. Yeah, I reckon we can, we can stick around for that. Dons on Saturday with Greg Burnett and Toby Locke, MKFM. Little Mix, think about as an MKFM Uh to not sound like Alan Partridge and link a song title into what I'm about to say, let me tell you what I've been thinking about a lot. 
If if it's me in the bath again, can we just stop now? No, it's not. Okay, cool. MK Dons. Because I'm again excited for football. Yeah, it's I'm great. I'm excited today for us to play Lincoln. Yeah, and it's it we said down the way to Forest Green last week, didn't we, that it you know, the sun was out, the running is is in full effect now. And, you know, football feels exciting again. And it's, it is, you're right, it is great. It's, it's a real buzz. And it's been two, maybe three years a bit harsh because I think even in the championship when we got relegated, it was still fairly exciting because of their teams we hadn't played before, grounds we hadn't been to yeah. before. But for the past two years, it's not, I've not been excited to go to football. It has been hard work, hasn't it? Um, and it has felt like work as well. Realistically, yes, we do get paid and part of our job is to go and watch football and, and report on it. But ultimately... We're football fans, and we go to watch the football, and it should be it should be good fun. But it has felt like a bit of a slog at times, hasn't it? Yeah, a, a massive slog. But today, first versus second in League Two, I'm very excited. We've got some pre-match coverage coming up from Paul Tisdale and Lee Nichols as well. You were at the MK Don's press conference on Thursday. Emphasis on I was at the press conference. Yes. Yeah. Did you take your phone out your pocket to do the interview? Yes. Uh, it doesn't sound much like it, but we can hear from Paul Tisdale. Uh, we- I, sh- I shan't send you the audio next time, mate. <laughs> we- it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a really weird show, just you pretending to be Paul Tisdale. Yeah, we uh, asked about if you'd kept an eye on the results in midweek, which went MK Don's way. I didn't actually look this week. I was busy relaxing and reading my book on Topery, I think. Uh, <laughs> didn't notice. No, we were, we did, uh, no, didn't notice. We were all busy relaxing and... Um, I, uh, we're concentrating on what we're doing and we know we've got to get our heads down we know we've got six games um, so what, what were the results? Big fan of uh, the results by the way were both the Berry and Tranmere Tranmere lost um, I'm a big fan of busy relaxing by the way I quite like to be busy relaxing It's also absolute nonsense isn't it there's no way that Paul Tisdale wasn't paying attention to that I don't really know why he's made that up to be quite honest it's a bit of a weird answer for me but Greg, you know, I, he's I, the manager he can, he can say what he wants I suppose but for me that's just a bit odd Greg I just need you to do that sorry I'm busy oh, what yeah. are you doing relaxing reading a book on topiary <laughs> not paying attention to what I probably should be paying attention to I'm really busy with my relaxing at the moment so you can come back to me anyway um, didn't know he was a topiary fan but it is there's some questions for uh, post-match today yes if we win today I'll ask Paul Tisdale about topiary if we lose I'm not mentioning it <laughs> maybe Let's not suck up too much to Alex Gilby. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Alex Gilby. But he uh, has been quite a key part to the Don's midfield so far. And since coming on the show, has played 15 minutes. Mm. And, well, whether or not he's fit today, we'll see. Yeah, well, we asked Paul Tisdale whether he would be fit today or not. Um, I'd like to think so. Um, He still hasn't trained. We've still got a couple of days before the game Saturday. that end of the season where uh, the end part of the season where you just got to keep everyone alive as long as possible so um, it's, it's dragged on a couple more days maybe a week longer than I would have hoped but um, I've been here before you know you, 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 you can you can write a playoff on Thursday then as a good day or two leading up to the game so I'm keeping as many as many opportunities available to me as possible and uh, Alex will be hopefully available to me on Saturday but uh, fingers crossed now, often Tiz will say that someone's not fit and then they will be fit. So is this strange that so far we haven't seen Alex at all since he's been injured and he's saying, oh yeah, hopefully he'll be back. Does that mean he's not going to be back? There's no chance he's going to be back. Um, well, I know that he went to see a specialist right. uh, in the week and they were waiting on the nod 
or the furious shake of the head as to whether or not he was going to be fit enough to play. So it's, I think it's one of those that's just going to be up in the air, to be quite honest. We'll find out uh, very soon, in fact, this afternoon. Jess Glynn, no one on MKF. Um, and no one should be missing the match this afternoon. I need to stop. Oh, no, I like it. I like the way you do that, Greg. I'm no a big should, fan. No one should be missing the match this afternoon. MK Dons against Lincoln first versus second. They're the kind of matches that you look forward to as a fan, as a footballer, as a manager, and Paul Tisdale agreed. We're really looking forward to it. We've got that, that nice mix of, of excitement and uh, you know, butterflies and that sort of thing. The, the players are the same, I'm sure. We, um, we know how important a game it is. There's going to be, I believe, a bigger crowd than normal. Um, Lincoln are bringing a really good away following to the game, so there's going to be that extra, extra atmosphere, extra, extra support here, and uh, there's so much at stake. So um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, we're all looking forward to it, and there's going to be clappers. Yes, there are going to be clappers, and also Lincoln, um, in much like uh, Carlisle did earlier this season, I think they had 8k for MK, didn't they? Mm. Lincoln have gone with 5k to MK. Lower expectations. But it is an away game. It is an away game, yeah. 5k is a massive following. To yes, be fair, and away. I think they've sold out their allocation of 5,400. So should be a good... Cra- well, should be a cracking, should be a f- cracking atmosphere um, Stadium MK today. Clappers. And I know lots of fans will be against clappers and stuff, but do you know what? they do, We had them for the MK50 game, didn't we, against Bolton? Mm. And... They do make it a louder stadium. Yeah, it's an obnoxious noise. Mm. Louder doesn't necessarily mean better. No. But when it's that noise. But, you know, if it, if it appeals to certain people, then then great. And I've heard there's a special offer on them that makes it worth keeping. Yeah, free Nando's or something. Something like that, yeah. Buzzing. Do we get Decent. them in the press box? Uh, well, I think we'll just nick a load once <laughs> the game's finished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, we, there's five Nando's in Milton Keynes. You and I could just lunch for the entire week oh, on free yeah. Nando's. Great stuff. And uh, and I'll be bagging the clapper while I'm eating my chicken. All right, I'll go on a different yeah, table to you, if <laughs> that's all right. Um, tickets available on the door this afternoon at Stage of MK. Kickoff is at three o'clock. If we were to beat Lincoln, Toby, we would close the gap to five points, and Paul Tisdale's well aware of that. You can't help but do the maths yourself, but we, we can't get carried away with ourselves. And one, sorry, but it's it really is one game at a time, and uh, um, I'm sure. Lincoln will be doing the what ifs themselves and what if they beat us so it's 90 well more than that 95 96 minutes whatever the game will be um, there's three points at stake and we both want it desperately so um, yeah hence it's going to be a very very good challenge and very exciting and um, a big game it is a big game and also because we close it to five points if we win, but equally, if Lincoln win, they go 11 points clear and that's it. Yeah, you'd think that would be it in terms of a title hunt. Um, but you've got to look at the other fixtures as well, because if Dons lose, obviously they could drop even out of the top four, which would be a massive a massive blow with four or five games to go. I mean, Berrier at Carlisle, that's, not, that's by no means an easy game. And Tranmere, as I'm looking down the list here, desperately trying to find them against Newport County away. Again... Not an easy place to go, but you could see him picking up three points. And it's going to be a case of, I think, Don's having to win four out of the remaining games to guarantee themselves to go up. Yeah, but the good thing about being in second at the moment is with no, there's not other people with games in hand. It's we win every game, we're up. Yeah, very much so. It's, it's in their hands, isn't it? Um, the only way for Don's to fall out of this promotion race now is to screw it up themselves. 
Um, and I think while that's not ideal and it certainly points out a few home truths if it, if it, would to, if it were to happen, um, what it does mean is that if they do it, they're not relying on other people to get there. And we've just been doing some maths, just for the nerds, because when the football's not on, when it's on on a Saturday and you're going through the week, you're sat in the office, sometimes you just like to look at the table and just imagine things, right? Is that just me? Uh, might be just you, okay. yeah. But to be, uh, Don's currently in second, to be safe into the playoffs for League Two, we've done the maths, and even if Colchester lose on Saturday and uh, we win, it's still 15-point gap with 15 points to play for, so it's not mathematically safe. So what it would mean is that Don's need a point um, yeah. effectively to um, to guarantee the playoff spots. However, that does also depend on what Col- uh, Carlisle do, and I think Swindon as well. So I think it's it's probably just that probably that week too early to be to be getting too worried about um, guaranteeing a playoff spot or not. But the exciting thing is, uh, with a gap of just three points between us and Mansfield in fourth, this automatic promotion race is going to go to the last day, isn't it? I think, I think, and I'm ready to put my, my, my cards on the line, I think it will get finished or it will be sorted the week before. Do you? I think it will be, you know, settled one way or the other when we go to Colchester away. And I think that game against Mansfield may well be a dead rubber for both clubs. Do you think? That's what, it, to, be, to be honest, it's what I hope. Okay. It's what I hope, but it's what I... It, I Looking at the fixtures and having, you know, lied to you earlier and saying we don't, I don't look at the table. Yeah, I do. I, I sit there and I look at all the fixtures and I look at all the connotations. And I think, I think Dons could get promoted that weekend that they go to Colchester. The problem with this, of course, is that oh, was it Berry that Leicester lost to Cambridge? Yeah, it was Berry. Yeah, and Cambridge were dire the whole season. So even if you look at the fixtures coming up and you think, oh, they'll win that one, they'll win that one. That's why they lost three 0 to Cambridge. That's why it's such a lottery, and that's why. Even even me sitting there and carefully penciling in results for every result up and down the league, it could it could go either way. Yeah, and you know there are still ch- uh, teams with an outside chance. I mean, Tranmere are still in it in a race for the for the automatic promotion yeah, spots, absolutely. and and we've got to go there in a couple of weeks. And it's just it, anything could happen. Anything could happen. But I'm hoping that Don's fans go out and buy their tickets on mass to go to uh, go to Colchester, and it all gets done and dusted there and we can have a nice game on the last day of the season where effectively there's nothing to play for. And a nice night out in Essex as well at oi, Colchester oi. away. Lincoln away, the reverse fixture, is the first game we lost Yeah, that's right. Season. It was about seven or eight games into the season, wasn't it? Dons yeah. were undefeated and then lost in stoppage time. It was uh, a dramatic loss and one that Paul Tisdale really wasn't happy about at the time. The uh, game at their place was particularly a bone of contention for you particularly earlier in the season is it is is it still something that that annoys you now yes some goals more than others but uh we should have done better and at the time we were in a very good run of games undefeated and uh it's a long time ago but you know i'll always look back on games where i think we should have focused more or been more vigilant or more attention to detail that was possibly one of them um, but it's a long time ago we're, we're a different team now I think in those those areas um, so but there'll be more you know it's 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 one of those things in sport you can't cover everything the players have got to do their very best there will be goals you can see just hopefully you score more than your position um, we have looked at that game of course we have um, we're playing 
thinking for the second time this season. Um, but there's a lot more, a lot more areas we're looking at than just that particular game. So um, I don't know how long, was that six months ago? It's a long time since that last game. So um, I think both teams would be doing their, doing their homework and uh, uh, drawing on any bit of information or advantage they can get. It's funny when we lost that, having not lost at all. You know, to now imagine that Lincoln would be running away with it almost. Yeah, it's uh, well. I mean, they've been there or thereabouts the whole season long, haven't they? Um, we did consider at the time that Lincoln would be high and dry and already playing League One football by this stage, given how far away they were from MK Dons on that day. And I think Dons dropped to thirteenth when they lost at Sinsil Bank. So it was a it was a weird, you know, a, a weird time. Dons were still this transitional club. Portis they were just taken over. Now. It feels very much like Paul Tisdale's team. They're playing a different type of football than they were at the beginning of the season. And, you know, they're still right in the title race. And that win, ultimately, for, for Lincoln, yes, was was massive. But, ultimately, it hasn't really made an awful lot of a dent in, in MK Don's progress this season. And if we talk title race, just to get carried away a bit, it's pretty much just as in Lincoln. Now, I know Barry are just one point behind us, but... It's up to us to beat Lincoln, because if we don't beat Lincoln, that's it, done, pretty much. So it's up to us to beat Lincoln to close that gap. Yeah, definitely, um, because Barry, like you say, they can't do anything from where they are at the moment. They can't make an impact on Lincoln in the same way that MK Dons can. And who knows, you know, there's, there's a lot of momentum in football, and it can be a huge blow if MK Dons beat Lincoln today, and it'll be their first defeat since Boxing Day, I think. And all of a sudden, the gap is five points. And they think, how is it that we've gone on this run and we've been seemingly impervious to all comers? All of a sudden, we lose, and now they're right on the heels. What what have we been doing wrong, or what have they been doing right? Mm. And just just those little those little sort of shreds of nerves coming into the in, into their minds with five games to go, it could cause havoc. It really can. And I I talked to Tiz about that after the game as well about momentum, and, and we will be the team with the momentum in that situation should we win this afternoon. So, fingers crossed. We're going to hear from Lee Nichols, who, is ma- who if he plays today, will make his 100th appearance for MK Dons. Lee Nichols is making his 100th appearance this afternoon for MK Dons. That's right, yeah. And uh, he was dropped for a period. He should have reached 100 a few weeks ago. But he was dropped uh, in place of Stuart Moore. We asked him about how that feels. Yeah, well, it's hard to, to admit it as a player. Um, it's hard to say yeah it's time for me to come out or it's time for me but m- maybe it is it was just I always work hard every day so it was like when I did come out it was just right, just get back on it just do what I can do just keep pushing Stu if anyone in our squad deserves a chance I thought Stu was the one that deserved it um, he'd done really well training up until the point and when Mel said I, w- I had no never argued with him never never wasn't disappointed just thought right I've got to try and get back into the team I knew it would be tough with Stu. Stu's he's a top lad, top keeper. Um, he'd been behind me for six months. He'd worked hard. He'd he'd supported me when he was. So it was my turn to support him. I do you know what has surprised me? Because Stuart Moore did so well when he came in. Yeah, that's not surprised me. But the fact that he's like so readily been dropped just for losing one game, and now Lee's pretty much got it tied down. Well, I think that probably said more about the reason behind dropping Lee Nichols than it was about what he thinks about Stuart Moore. Um, and by that, in a convoluted way, sort of means he was always the first choice. Lee Nichols was always the first choice. And dropping him wasn't really down to form. It was in the sense that he'd made a few clangers and cost on some points and some wins on the road. But 
it, it was more of a punishment than it was a reward for Stuart Moore. So, and bringing Stuart Moore in sparked that Don's revival, didn't it? They went on the winning streak, and as soon as they lost one game, that gave Paul Tisdale the excuse to recall what was his number one and bring Lee Nichols out of the cold and end his punishment, rather than saying that it was anything that Stuart Moore had done. Mm. You can't really drop the goalkeeper if he's kept a, a bunch of clean sheets and Don's have been winning, because then you suddenly think, well, what's he done wrong? What's What have you got to do? To, to stay in the team. And realistically, what I think it, it it's that, that whole dropping thing said more about what Paul Tisdale thought about Lee Nichols than it did what he thought about Stuart Moore. Mm. We'll hear more from Lee Nichols about his highlights of these 99 games he has played. Toby Locke from the MK Citizen caught up with Lee Nichols, Don's goalkeeper, ahead of him making his 100th appearance this weekend. What have been the highlights of the 99 so far? Probably making my debut, um, I'd say that because I'd worked really hard to get into a league debut. Um, I'd worked really hard up until the point, and Dave had done well to keep um, to keep his place in. And um, and I knew once if I got in, sorry, that I'd have to work hard to just as hard to keep it. Um, so I'd I'd have to say that one or Wimbledon away definitely, just because of the I'd never played. It was a tense atmosphere. It was a really good um, game to play in, and they'd probably be too. And you saved the penalty in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only annoying thing is he's got it Wimbledon there. Yeah. But, fair enough. Well, I mean, he, he did mention the game and that Don's won it. Mm, and that's, okay. that's, that's more important for me. Yeah. Um, so, congratulations to him this afternoon if he makes 100 appearances. Well done. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we win. It'll be uh, equal, I think, well, maybe not an equal atmosphere to AFC away, but... It's going to be a big atmosphere this afternoon. Yeah, you always wonder for goalkeepers, don't you, what it's like to stand in front of a big away bank or even a big home bank. And, you know, often it's just you on your own, isn't it? And those thousands of fans stood behind you, giving you an awful lot of grief, I imagine, as well. Um, so to be able to give some back or at least be able to stand there and justify that, do you know what, yeah, we've just beaten you, turn around, pick up your bottle and your, and your towel and walk back, give them a quick wink and... Walk back to the centre circle. That was my first question to David Martin and my first ever Don's player interview. Was it? And uh, I also asked him about backflips and then he did one for me in the next game. Decent. Don's on Saturday with Greg Burnett and Toby Locke, MKFM. How excited are you on a scale of one to ten, Toby? This is, by the way, we're back into the podcast now. Yes. This um, this isn't going on air. I've got to say, it's a firm eight. Is it? It is a firm eight. Firm. And you know full well that I don't get excited or emotional about anything yeah. but this one I'm actually quite excited for mm. hopefully it's a good game that's what I asked for you want football to be the winner <laughs> yeah pathetic pathetic I, I don't care if it's rubbish as long as Don's win it and my favourite thing from this week in the world of MK Don's is the revelation that Paul Tisdale reads Topery books whether or not he was doing that whilst those games were on and he wasn't paying attention different matter but the fact that he reads them he definitely does read them it doesn't surprise me that he does. That's sort of like off the wall thing that he'd do. But oh, I mean, you, you and I have, have, have sat there several times in long car journeys and we've imagined what Paul Tisdale's like at home, haven't we? Whether or not he lives. <laughs> it's not as weird as it sounds. It's not as weird as it sounds. And this is coming from the guy who thinks about his <laughs> listeners in the bath. Um, <laughs> I wonder what Tis are doing now. No, but we like we we try to imagine, don't we, what his house would be like. Yeah. Would it be like an old Cotswold cottage mm. because he lives that sort of way? But I imagine he'd have all of the mod cons. So he'd have the huge flat screen, ultra high definition television. 
he'd have his various internet um search it, google he'd have like an internet enabled yeah. kettle yeah exactly that he could just shout at going mm. kettle boil and it'll boil but it'll be in a rural oldie worldy cottage yeah and i just want to have a look at his library i bet he's got a library i bet he's got like obscure russian novels yeah oh yeah so so the challenge is on then is it it's hardly a challenge for me going by my previous questions but if we win this afternoon for me to ask him about topiary yeah i think so um i think you're probably going to have to frame the question slightly differently by saying paul we heard last week that you are reading topiary books rather than just going straight in with a well, Paul, the gap is now five points to Lincoln at the top of the table. What's your favourite animal to cut a hedge into the shape of? <laughs> I think the problem is, though, that he's if we win and he's not happy with the performance or something, he won't take to it well. We yeah, need, you, we really need to, do, you really do have to read interviews well. We need to batter them like four or five nil. Yeah, because then you can get away with a, a slightly flippant question yeah. like that rather um, than... Which isn't going to happen, is it? So I could ask him next week in the pre-match press conference, but I'm busy, so I won't be there. This is our problem. I will ask What's him. your at, problem? I will ask him at some point about Topiary. The moment could be lost, though. I'll go now. Well, I mean, the game's about to kick off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll just go and ask him. Um, no, it's not. This is a podcast. Oh, that's a good point. Who are you fooling? It's half past three on Thursday afternoon. I've got 23 and a half hours. I'd, I'd just like to break it to you, Greg, that it is Friday. Oh, geez. Thank Greg, it's Friday, <laughs> in fact. Yeah, okay, good good point. Mm. So, I know last week we didn't have a clip to end on because, well, Gilby was here last time, wasn't he? On the last show yeah, that I was on, yeah. yeah. Um, but we've got one now. I talked to a guy called Ed when doing a competition on MKFM Drive 4 till 8 every week. If you want to tune in on your drive home across Milton Keynes, uh, who was cutting his bushes. I just felt like, as uh, we've talked about Topiary so much, we should hear from Ed to finish the show. Actually pulling weeds out ah, in a garden. A bit of gardening, Ed. Front or back garden? Uh, <laughs> I always like to keep them trim. 